Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. Welcome to season eight of the Herbs with Rosalie podcast. I'm super excited for the guests and plants that we have lined up for this season. I'm also excited to be asking each guest a new question. This season's question comes from a newsletter reader. The question is, what was your most important mistake with herbs? As a thank you for submitting this question, they're receiving a signed copy of one of my books. If you'd like to submit a question to ask each guest of the season, you can use that using the contact me form on my website, herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. And if I choose your question, you'll get my gratitude, a mention on the show, and a signed copy of one of my books. So to get us started with season eight, I'm sharing three of my most important mistakes with herbs. My first important mistake is not one that I am proud of, but it's one I think we need to talk more about because it's both common and harmful. When I first started learning about herbs, I wanted to learn all the herbs and I wanted to learn them all yesterday. In other words, I had a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. And as a result of this excitement and kind of plowing ahead mentality, I bought a lot of herbs. I bought herbs from online apothecaries that gave larger discounts with the more that you ordered. Plus, I figured that by buying in bulk, I saved on shipping, so I bought more than I needed. I also bought fresh herbs from a local herb farm so I could tincture everything. I had every intention of using all of these herbs. In fact, for a short time, I had a free herbal clinic and I just imagined giving away these herbs and tinctures there. But I didn't use them all. Just recently, I went through all of my dried bulk herbs and I composted an astonishing amount of old herbs. Herbs that I'd had on hand for 10 years or more. Herbs that I'd bought too much of herbs I didn't have a particular plan for and therefore literally they got put on the back shelf. Luckily this didn't happen with herbs that I grew and harvested myself. One practical reason for this is that it simply takes a lot more time and energy to harvest plants yourself. But also my first teacher had really instilled within me a deep sense of responsibility towards the plants that I tended to and not to over harvest them. I'm definitely not proud that this reverence didn't extend to the plants that I bought. Somehow that separation of buying rather than tending led to herbal excess and ultimately herbal waste. 
I really wish I hadn't made this mistake on behalf of the plants and the waste that it resulted in. Now I'm much more cautious about ordering just enough of what I need. I'd rather pay a little more for buying less because I don't get the big bulk discounts. And I'd rather pay for shipping more often and have fresh potent herbs that I use quickly rather than lots of herbs that are dwindling in potency as they sit on my shelves. When I used to order herbs, my mentality was, how can I order more to get the discount? Now my mentality is, how little can I order so I go through them quickly? My hope is that by sharing this mistake with you, I can inspire you to also embrace a less is more mentality when it comes to stocking up on herbs. Okay, so my second most important mistake was thinking that herbs are simply a natural substitute for drugs. And as a result, all I needed to do was memorize what herb is good for whatever problem. So I would look up herbs for the liver or herbs for eczema or herbs for PMS, and then I would memorize that list of herbs. Of course, I didn't come up with this technique myself. It's a natural mentality that sprouts from living within a culture of Western medicine. And to be fair, there are still lots of books that promote this type of approach. But I now know this is a big mistake. The reason why this approach survives is because it works sometimes. There are situations in which herbs reliably act in a certain way for many people. So for example, Ginger is pretty darn good at relieving nausea, and fennel seeds are fantastic for relieving cramping and indigestion. But neither ginger or fennel work like that 100% of the time for 100% of the people. And moreover, once we get into more complicated territory like chronic illness, the success rate of herbs falls dramatically with the this for that approach. So I started to learn herbs by memorizing what ailments they're good for, and I even started seeing clients using this method. But early on, I realized I was not getting the results that I wanted. I felt like I was just blindfolded and trying to like pin the tail on the donkey. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it worked like a little tiny bit, and then sometimes they were just not the results I was looking for at all and I didn't love feeling like I was in this big guessing game. Luckily, I found herbal energetics, or the way that herbalism has been practiced around the world for thousands of years. So instead of trying to memorize this for that, matching diseases to herbs, I learned the art of matching herbs to people. This method was not only way more effective, it was also more engaging and fun to study and to practice. So I know a lot of you out there listening and watching are familiar with herbal energetics, either because you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or perhaps you've bought my books or taken my courses. For those of you who are unfamiliar with it, I want to give just a short explanation as well as a couple of resources for you. The term herbal energetics can feel a bit ethereal or woo, but it's not. At its most basic, it's the observation of how we feel and the observation of how plants make us feel. And how it works is that we match opposing energies together. So this is something that you already do in your life without a doubt. At its most basic level, herbal energetics is 
reaching for a watermelon or iced lemonade when you feel hot on a sweltering summer's day, or reaching for a warm spicy soup or tea when you feel cold. In addition to hot and cold, we also observe dryness and dampness. We work with moistening herbs when we feel dry, and we work with drying herbs when we feel damp. It does get a little bit more complicated than that because both people and plants are complicated, but that's herbal energetics at its core. So if you're new to herbal energetics and you're intrigued, I have two easy resources for you. The first is my free herbal jumpstart course, which introduces you to energetics through the plants themselves, and it helps you to begin to choose the right herbs for you. You can sign up for this free course by signing up for my weekly newsletter at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. People repeatedly tell me that they get so much from this short video course, and they often get more from it than they do from courses that they pay actual money for. So there's lots of value in this free course, and I'm excited to hear what you think. So when you take it, let me know. The second resource, if you prefer printed materials, is my first book, Alchemy of Herbs. This is all about herbal energetics, and it's a best-selling book. It's sold over 100,000 copies, which kind of blows my mind. It's highly rated. It's highly acclaimed. Obviously, I'm completely biased, but I think every herbalist should have a copy. Okay, so to sum up so far, my two most important mistakes were to accumulate too many herbs, which resulted in herbal waste, and then to try and use this for that herbalism instead of working with herbal energetics. Which brings me to my last important mistake, which was trying to be an herbal pharmacist while ignoring the bigger picture of interdependence, reciprocity, and the gifts of the earth. So I was in herbal practice for seven or eight years. So I mean by that, that I was an herbal practitioner and I saw clients and helped them with their health concerns. Initially, I loved it. As someone who has turned to herbs to heal my own chronic illness, I was delighted and fulfilled to guide others on that same path. But over time, something began to kind of gnaw at me. And here's what it was. Even though I was artfully matching herbs to people, and I was no longer using this for that herbalism, it still kind of felt like this for that herbalism. And I began to see that I was basically a pharmacist. I was seeing a person, evaluating their health history, and then recommending a list of herbs and dietary and certainly lifestyle changes. But there was this deeper connection that was really missing. I don't think that good health lies within bottles and jars, even if we use herbal energetics to figure out what herbs to choose. Ultimately, and I don't think we're going to transform our health completely or the health of the earth by swallowing capsules or tinctures that we buy at the store and then just think, well, that's that, I'm done. We have a sickness that really runs deeper than that. It's a sickness that takes many forms, but it ultimately leads back to this disconnection between ourselves and the living world around us. Medicinal plants are both practical and a deeply healing way to find our way back to the earth, to live with gratitude and reciprocity, 
rather than a primarily exploitative or extractive mentality. To see how we're a part of this earth and not a separate entity from nature and how our actions directly affect all beings. This perspective is also more deeply rewarding. Walking out to my local elder tree, which produces fruit and flowers that keeps me from getting sick, is now this profound experience of gratitude, of joy, of wonder, of connection. And those are things that I simply don't get from picking up something off the shelf at the store or having herbs delivered by UPS. Okay, I want to be clear that I still buy herbs. I still buy herbal capsules and tinctures. My lifestyle isn't purist and I'm not trying to hold anything to this high standard that we can't attain. But I will say that with each passing season, my life is more deeply intertwined with the living world around me. For me, the beauty and joy and even the biggest impact of herbalism isn't swapping out herbs for drugs, even if we're using herbal energetics to guide us. Instead, it's finding our way back to tending this beautiful earth one step at a time. Helping people to strengthen their connection to the living world around them through the lens of herbalism is now my life's calling. This is also what my second book, Wild Remedies, which I co-authored with Emily Hahn, is about. And it's also the focus of our online medicine-making course, Rooted Medicine Circle. Okay, those are my three most important herbal mistakes. I'll be asking each guest this season what their most important herbal mistake was. I'd also love to hear if you have a most important mistake. Mistakes, of course, are how we grow and learn, and hearing other people's mistakes can help our own growth and learning. Please share in the comments on YouTube or on the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. I deeply believe that this world needs more herbalists and plant-centered folks, and I'm so glad that you're here as part of this herbal community. Also, a big round of thanks to the people all over the world who make this podcast happen week to week. Nicole Paul is the project manager who oversees the whole operation from guest outreach to writing show notes to actually uploading each episode and so many other things I don't even know. She really holds this whole thing together. Francesca is our fabulous video and audio editor. She not only makes listening more pleasant, she also adds beauty to the YouTube videos with plant images and video overlays. Tatiana Rusikova is the botanical illustrator who creates gorgeous plant and recipe illustrations for us. I love them. I know that you do too. Christy edits the recipe cards and then Jenny creates them as well as the thumbnail images for YouTube. Michelle is the tech wizard behind the scenes and Karen is our student services coordinator and customer support. For those of you who like to read along, Jennifer is who creates the transcripts each week. Xavier, my handsome French husband, is the cameraman and website IT guy. Thanks to Rising Appalachia for their beautiful song, Resilience. Find more of their music at risingappalachia.com. It takes an herbal village to make it all happen, including you. Thank you so much for your support through your comments, your reviews, your ratings. I read every review that comes in because they're like a little herbal love letter that brightens my day. Like this one. I'm completely new to herbalism. I bought Rosalie's book, Alchemy of Herbs, and I've read it cover to cover. This is my first year ever having the time to have a garden. It's overwhelming, but Rosalie makes things accessible. 
her way of teaching really is inspiring. Now she has a podcast, which I'm also new to. Hers is actually the first podcast I've ever listened to. I'm impressed. Wow, I'm honored that I got to be the first podcast that this person listened to. Do you love this podcast? Well, if you leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts, I may be reading your herbal love letter on the show next. Okay, you've lasted to the very end of the show, which means you get a gold star and this herbal tidbit. I thought that since I shared about how I accumulated too many herbs in my apothecary that I'd share a few tips on how to best maintain your own herbal apothecary. All right, first tip, as I already shared, you want to harvest or buy herbs from ethical sources in small amounts and use them quickly. And if you want some tips on ethical sourcing, see my episode with Anne Armbrecht on chamomile. Next tip, label all your herbs with the common name, botanical name, the date acquired, and where you got them from. Next tip, go through all your herbs twice a year so that you remember what you have and so that you can use it while it's still potent. The next tip is that if you find that you have some aged herbs that are no longer at their best, consider using them in soup broths if they're nourishing, herbal baths, or the compost as appropriate. Ideally, store your herbs in tightly sealed glass jars in a cool, dark place. You definitely don't want to store them in sunlight or in a place that varies in temperature widely. Lastly, give a little dose of gratitude every time you see, touch, taste, and smell these powerfully healing plants. <laughs> 